Hello, I'm Kerry, and welcome back to Surrey Voices, the podcast from Surrey Choices. Surrey Choices is an organisation which provides people with support for disabilities, mental health, sensory needs, and more. You can find out more about that in our show notes or email us, choiceswaves at surreychoices.com. In today's episode, we're marking the 30th anniversary of Stress Awareness Month by exploring stress and the mental health consequences of COVID and the lockdown. The pandemic had a huge effect on our day-to-day lives. A lot of people struggled with the changes. Not being able to see friends, family, go to the gym, or even go to work had a massive effect. A study by the mental health charity Mind found that more than two-thirds of adults with mental health problems reported that their mental health got worse during the lockdown. And 88% of young people said that loneliness made their mental health worse during the pandemic. And whether it's going to the gym or listening to music, we all have our own ways to de-stress and unwind. During the lockdown, a lot of these options were taken away from us. People were isolated and spent a lot of time indoors by themselves, forcing us to learn new ways to relax. And as we're slowly working our way back to some kind of normal, many are thinking about how the restrictions have impacted them. To mark this moment, Adam talked to Surrey Choices user, Michael, about his experience with stress and Phil Mack, who's a mental health first aider at Surrey Choices. Stick around for Choices Voices to hear some of our strategies for unwinding and de-stressing. So coming up first, we're going to be hearing from Michael, who's a Surrey Choices service user. He's going to be talking to us about some of his stresses during the pandemic and some of his stresses at work and how he copes best to deal with that stress. Hi, I'm Michael. I was born Down syndrome. I work at the reception area. My responsibility is to do people in and out, make sure they're getting on time. First days, I go to our boss to work out the back, do the cleaning, working. I was stressed out. I was a lot of stressed out of work. I had a busy schedule and I was being ill. So when I got back, I had a lot of stress. Someone was really rude to me, very upset. It was my first time there. I got really stressed out. I was coughing in the mornings, didn't want to go into work. I'm a bit worried because I got over stress. Um, the weird thing is, so you from stress, um, fizzy spinner. You spin it and it stops, stops me getting stressed out. If it's stressed out, then you have a stress fizzy spinner or go into an empty room. Have a lay down, relax. And I've got a relaxing thing on here as well that can use on the Fitbit. And it tells you that the breathing, like that, it reads when you breathe in and out. In the lockdown, when everything stopped. On the buses, I have to wear a mask. So when I go into shops, I don't have to wear one. So lockdown, I think it was harder. I miss everyone. Oh, it's lonely, and I'm meeting other people. I found a program was Hobby City, but that's finished now. I do things at home, doing colouring, listening to music, watching television. And I miss my listening, and this is my story. And now we're going to be hearing from Phil Mack, who's a mental health first aider at Sorry Choices. Adam spoke with Phil about stress, what is stress, and the mental health impact during lockdown. 
I'm here with Phil Mack, who works at Sorry Choices. Phil, can you tell us what is your role within the organisation? Hi, Adam. Yes, so within Surrey Choices, um, I'm one of the project managers. My two main areas of work are experts by experience, so getting our customers involved in helping run the organisation. And the other main part of my work is being one of the positive behaviour support coaches, so finding out ways to support individuals to have the best time that they can at Surrey Choices and work in a way that enables them to stay happy, calm, content and open to learning and having new experiences. Is it also a a kind of mental health aspect to that? Yeah, sometimes. I'm one of Surrey Choices mental health first aiders, which is um, a support service for our staff team mainly. So any staff can contact any of the mental health first aiders and chat to them about any issues that are bothering them. It's uh, Stress Awareness Month. So as uh, stress is part of mental health and things like that. But from your understanding, what makes it kind of different from just mental health in other ways? What, what would you say is, is stress? I think everybody reacts to stress differently. We all need stress in our lives because um, if someone was saying it's only stress that holds me together. So stress is not always negatively negative for us or bad for us. Um, You think about the excitement of taking part in an event or something and you need that stress to motivate you or going on to stage as an actor to to give a performance. So stress is sometimes good for us but it depends how each individual reacts to it so some people thrive on adrenaline and a stress and a situation which might be very stressful for others Um, other people find it difficult to help to cope with so uh, stress can definitely impact on how our mental health um, is affected so as I say sometimes people can cope with things that they can't do at other times so it's very fluctuating but definitely a factor in mental health Do you think some people are kind of naturally prone to stress than other people or is it environmental? So you're thinking about the nature nurture, is it innate in the person or is it to do with their environment that they're around in? Yeah. Um, I'm not a medical professional, but I would think that some people's genetics would make them more disposed to, to being stressful. But also environment is a major factor again, because obviously we've just been through lockdown, which has been stressful for a lot of people. Um, So even people who may not have been stressed before might have currently found it really difficult. So MIND's done some research um, around this, and they've said that a third of adults and young people have said their mental health has got much worse since lockdown. So definitely. And also environment, when we're looking at how people are living, So uh, Mind also found that 58% of people on benefits say that their mental health is currently poor and that's obviously environmental because they're on benefits so they might be struggling to afford things to eat and to to make difficult life decisions all the time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's definitely environment is a massive factor but some of us are more susceptible to stress than others genetically I think. And you mentioned the lockdown, what do you think it is about lockdown that has been so challenging for people's mental health and stress levels and obviously we in sorry choices we work with people who have disabilities and various other challenges so how has the lockdown specifically uh, towards those groups of people affected them i think lockdown's been really difficult for a lot of the people that we support at sorry choices um a lot of our community choices customers or the people that we support have been in group settings for a long time with friends that they've known for many years And so 
when lockdown came, there was a very sudden change that we were all struggling to cope with, let alone the people we support who may not have full understanding of why lockdown was happening and the implications of it. Um, so I think the breakup of friendships was really difficult for people. Um, they lost all their sort of security networks and had to stay at home for a long period of time. Um, and that's obviously been hard for lots of us, but for our customers, that might be even harder, especially those who are used to routine um, and used to doing a certain activity on a certain day, which wasn't then possible. Also, for some of our customers, um, they've been getting onto Zoom to do virtual sessions, but it's not like seeing people face to face and, and meeting with people and having touch and contact with people. Um, and other people were struggling with the fact that they could see people on Zoom, but not be with that person. So for a whole extra range of reasons, it was very challenging for our the people we support. And the Care Quality Commission has also done some research around the impact of lockdown on people who use care services. And they found that um, nearly three quarters of carers or 70, 73% say that COVID-19 lockdown restrictions have impacted on the mental health of the person that they care for. And that's a massive amount. Um, and I would think that probably a lot of those would be people with learning disabilities, like the people that we support in Surrey Choices. Mm. Did the organisation ever have a position on whether um, lockdown was worth it? Oh, that's an interesting question, Adam. So Surrey Choices, I'm not aware of them having a position, but I have a position if I can speak as an individual staff member of Surrey Choices. So from a positive behaviour support perspective, I was thinking that when customers started re-accessing our services face to face, we would see lots of behaviours that challenge people as the adjustment from suddenly losing contact with people to being isolated or being at home to coming back into service with the massive changes that are implicated in those. Um, but some of our customers actually found lockdown helpful because they were sort of on their own and, and weren't bothered by lots of people around them. So some of the customers that I thought, oh, we're going to need to support them, they were like really happy. They was like, oh, no, I quite like lockdown. It was good. And I could see people on Zoom and there wasn't all that environment around me that I feel really overstimulating. And also yeah. some people discovered they quite liked doing things by Zoom because then they're not around people if that's something that they sometimes find difficult with the noise or the closeness to other people physically. Um, and other people have sort of become much more independent because they found new ways of doing things. Um, obviously, some of our customers have really struggled with lockdown and were missing their friends and found it really isolating. So it just, just depends on the individual again, on their perception and the way that they prefer to work and operate. Mm -hmm. But we've certainly learned a lot and the, the staff have been fantastic at finding different ways to support people in the lockdown to, to reduce the isolation as much as possible. It's a uh, stress awareness month and uh, you're a mental health first aider. So would you have any advice for people who are feeling stressed or overwhelmed in any way? My advice for people who are feeling stressed or overwhelmed is feel brave enough to share your thoughts with somebody else. Because what I think happened, certainly from my own experience of um, mental health issues, is that you feel you're the only one and that everybody else is great at coping and you're rubbish because you're not good at coping. Whereas, in fact, when you start to speak to people, you realise that lots of people are often struggling, but they don't really talk about it. So I would say 
it's really important to talk and share. And obviously in Surrey Choices, we've got the mental health first aiders, which we're very fortunate to have, and they're a great resource. So, mm-hmm. so use them. The other thing I would say for Surrey Choices is that you don't have to pick a mental health first aider who is in your geographical area or in your team. You can actually speak to any of any of the mental health first aiders. So that's really good. Relaxation for me, for my stress is really important. So um, lots of us are now working at home and quite often the lines between home and work become very blurred. So I would say, try to put your computer away out of sight at weekends, definitely weekends, definitely when you're on holiday and also at the end of the day. So you've got a definite line between being at work at home and being at home at home. Um, otherwise you're the temptation to look and work too long is always there so that's a really good thing and find ways that help you relax so for me I like being in the countryside I I like love being in woods I have regular massages and reflexologies or you might treat yourself to a nice bath with some candles and essential oils whatever your way is to relax that's a really good thing to do to help the stress reduce Mm -hmm. but the first step is you'd say always to share the fact that uh, someone is experiencing stress and that in itself can relieve uh, the burden uh, to some degree just as a first move. Yeah, I think half the issue with stress is that people feel guilty. So you've not only got the, the condition of the stress, you've got the guilt around being stressed. So if you could share that, that removes the guilt bit, hopefully, because you know it might be that you're getting anxious about something that you perceive in your head is a real issue. But if you talk to somebody else, they can help you rationalise it. And that might make something that's causing you to be stressed go away. Because once you've talked about it with somebody else, you've found ways that you can work with it or deal with it, that you might not be able to find yourself because it just goes round and round in your head. Mm. And you mentioned that you've experienced your own mental health issues. Have you found that that uh, was exacerbated by the pandemic? Um. So for me, I'm quite an antisocial person. I don't need to be around lots of people. So I was one of those people who are like, yeah, this is not great because obviously lots of people were struggling and there was lots of sadness and, and lots of people lost family members. But for me, having to be at home is not really an issue. In fact, I quite enjoyed not having to be with lots of people all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it wasn't too much of an issue. Um, but I know lots of people did struggle. I, I was able to go for walks, so I was able to still do my thing. That helps me to stay calm. I, I've also worked from home before, so working from home wasn't a massive adjustment like it was for some staff who'd always worked in groups and could just chat to somebody and go, what do you think? So lots of staff found that really, really difficult with the adjustment from group working to working on their own. But for me, I've done it before. So again, I was quite used to it. So it wasn't a massive leap for me. I see. And when you're making sense of your own mental health struggles, stress levels and things like that, is it something which you you think of as a part of who you are that's always kind of been there? Or is it more about finding causes and solutions? Well, I've sort of had mental health issues since I was about 14. So I've gone from phases of finding out everything about them because I believe that knowledge is power and it helps you understand yourself better to going, oh, for goodness sake, it's that again. Let's just give up and sort of succumb and recover. Um, So I have phases with mine, but I've tried lots of different things. So I think that also if you get stressed, sometimes one thing will work. And then a couple of years later, you might need something else that's different that works. So 
right. it just depends so I used to run obsessively um now I'm too old and my knees are too worn out to do that so I have to find different ways of approaching things but exercise used to be my go-to but now I have to find different ways because I'm not able to exercise in the way that I could when I was 20 and sort of running everywhere to get my endorphins yes finally to round off with it's a big question to round off with but do you think that with the pressures of modern life and modern work um the internet and other stresses we're seeing on mental health services and things like that do you feel optimistic about um the direction for us as a society with regards to our, our collective mental health and individuals mental health wow that is a big question to finish with adam so I'm naturally pessimistic, or I like to call it realistic. So I think the pressures are not going to go away. The pressures around, you know, the internet, the constant availability of people through phones and iPads and emails and that sort of thing are not going to reduce. But I think the positive that we can take into the future is that people are now more open about talking about it. So I don't think the causal factors are going to go away. They're always going to be there and they're always going to escalate and the pressures on us at work and to be social in lots of social settings are still going to be there but I think if we can be more open about talking about what's making us stressed we can then work together to find solutions Uh, so that's a positive negative answer to the solution of your big question beautiful lovely thank you very much thank you Phil Mack project officer at Surrey Choices really appreciate your time thank you very much Adam it was really good to talk to you about this really important subject and um, good luck everybody keep calm and talk about it if you're feeling stressed. Goodbye. And finally, now it's time for Choices Voices. And this month, people at Surrey Choices are sharing their experiences of stress. They discuss what helps them personally and share some advice for dealing with stress. We kick off the conversation with a couple of stories about times which stressed us out. Like, I find it really, really infuriating when, like, if everyone just communicated everything, at an adequate time, I feel like we'd have far less stress just because everyone would be on the same page. But that frustrates me and stresses me out quite a bit because then I feel like I'm operating with half the amount of information I actually need. Yeah, I agree with you, Edith, actually. One thing we really stress me out is when people, when people are not texting me, me back straight away. Or another thing is, another thing is when someone else goes really quiet, and and it takes for days. That really frustrates me, really. Like one time, yeah, I, I was meant to go to the theatre with, with a friend of mine, yeah, and he had to text back on the day saying that he to say that he he could make it. That really annoyed me. If someone if someone told me like, like the night before or the, the day before, sorry, just say, um, look, I won't be able to make it now. I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll find someone else. But don't let me know that the morning of the event. Um, just also um, going outside because yesterday I was um, having to go out walking with my family across um, the coastal path of Pembrokeshire. And it was very long, um, very sturdy, stony paths, um, steep edges, steep cliffs. You know, you had to sort of climb down and just also it was so long. And just every time I got round a corner, well, I think we're meant to be going, it seems to be nearer, but then ends up looking so far away. 
I mean, it was a family walk, so, you know, I just had to have my headphones with me and um, sort of background music stuff to try and measure how long we were going to be walking for. Whenever I feel upset or stressed or anything like that, music calms me down. But there's one, there's one artist who I really, really love. It's Bob Marley. His lyric and song cheers me up and all the reggae music helps me to be happy again and, and make for myself. It's more like an uplifting vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, everything, everything's going to be all right. I like history books. The 1940s, which again, is quite telling of me. Something that does cheer me up to read some poetry, specifically love poetry, because I am a completely hopeless romantic. So I, I'll read like some of Shakespeare's love sonnets or something. Oh, it's a film called Star Wars, Star Wars 1, Star Wars 2, Star Wars 3. And... <laughs> yeah, either listening to um, music um, normally prior to busy evenings I have during the week, it would be to listen to stuff that's recognisable compared to during mornings or afternoons when I, um, when I listen to stuff I don't normally listen to. During work, I put headphones on, just yeah, it helps me get through the day. Um, and it does sort of distract me a bit, though, but... I'll listen to music that I know tends to help cheer me up. Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra or the Ink Spots. But I sometimes watch movies. I do like Disney. I do like the music as well. If I was twist out, I just listen to music. I love Robin Williams. I do exercise with weights and keep fit every day. Finding the right place where you can go to, like a park or anything. Talking to people, finding people and friends. Oh, I got one, Carrie. You got to keep in contact with lots of people. I do my weekly calls with my girlfriend on Zoom. Oh, yeah, Harry. Like, there are specific people I know who, if I spend time with them, it will just be sort of de-stressing for me. I think... I find having some time to myself, you know, a nice quiet time, nothing much going on and relaxing to think. Being a Christian is, you know, one of the key things I do is I go and I pray and I pray to God and I find that really helps. Don't take any advice from me. I haven't got any good <laughs> advice at all. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that either. I sort of... Um, try to strategize these sort of mechanisms in doing so sort of make myself more anxious in a way just take just take every day one day at a time and keep safe ah. and keep positive it's okay not to be okay you know maybe be yourself but then again sometimes there are moments where you say be yourself but that feels a bit contradictive if there's like a certain self that you've sort of known your whole life and it doesn't really seem to um, work well with other people. I think advice I'd give my younger self is pray more and to be okay with myself for taking things at my time, at my pace and not having to go, feel, constantly feel like I have to go at the pace of everybody else. I said, not to worry. There's always another time. Worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do but gets you nowhere. The other one I saw, which I thought kind of summarised stress quite well and why you should try and let go of stress, is that if you imagine like a glass of water, 
and you're holding a glass of water in your hand, how heavy is the glass of water? Not very heavy. But if you hold on to it for an hour, it feels heavy. If you hold on for it for several hours, it feels even heavier. Like, But it's just this small glass of water. But the only thing that's actually making it difficult is the fact that you're holding on to it and you've not put it down. The weight of it is not actually all that important. It's the duration of which we hold it in ourselves that can do the damage. A lovely point from Ellis there. Worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it gets you nowhere. And that's one to remember. If you have a question for the people at Surrey Choices, drop us an email at choiceswaves at surreychoices.com. And to play us out, let's hear what's been going on at Choices Waves, our in-house radio station. Take two, action. (laughs) Choices Waves. The digital voice of Surrey Choices. Here are some of the winners from the Oscars. Coda, best picture. Will Smith, Best Actor and Best Lapper. Best Supporting Actress, Ariana DeBolt from My Side Story. I'm not a betting man, but I think Ben Pinker will be Manchester City. I'm Natalie, I'm on Choices Wave, we're doing Easter songs. So the first one is uh, from, from the Broadway musical Frozen. Do you know about love? Do you know what the actual answer is to the riddle? Why is a raven like a writing desk? Because Poe writes on both. Writes on a desk and he also wrote the story, The Raven. How many people other than you are going to get that? Our next song is Holiday by Dizzy Rascal. Unfortunately, he won't be able to go on holiday because of his restraining order. Now we've got the last of the great songs from a great musical, Wonderland, How the Queen. Yeah, growing up sucks. Who'd ever want to be an adult? Mm-hmm. I love your very quick agreement there, David. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, boxing. Do you like boxing? No. It's all good. Let me do that again. This next song is my uncle and my auntie's wedding song, and I'm going to see them next week. So this is for you. And that brings us to the end of our Stress Awareness Month podcast. Thank you for listening to Sorry Voices. If you want to get involved, please send us an email, choiceswaves at sorrychoices.com. I've been your host, Kerry. And if you want to find out more about Sorry Choices or our vocational projects, you can find out more on our website, www.sorrychoices.com. And a big thanks to our guests, Michael and Phil. And goodbye from me. Bye.